So thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black entrepreneur experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards. Today we have a special guest who's going to introduce us to MicroWallet, the easiest way to manage your cryptocurrency. Welcome, Charles Brigham. Thank I've given our Dr. audience Francis such a brief bio. Why here. don't you fill in the gaps and share with our audience what you'd like them to know about you and your business? Sure. So um, about me, I, I'm I'm a career-long development specialist. I spent my entire career up to today working in poverty reduction, investment lending, uh, infrastructure development, community-driven development. I started out as um, a geographer, so I had had uh, degrees and masters in geography and focused on uh, a lot of the technical side of physical geography, programming, GIS specifically, and image segmentation. Worked at NASA for some years and then decided I wanted to expand that beyond the U.S., uh, even though NASA was amazing and I still have great relationships there um, and learned just a tremendous amount. I moved on to work in international development to the United Nations. Uh, I worked in the Secretariat and the Statistics Division around demographics supporting countries in their censuses and uh, statistical practices, standards, and methodologies. And that took me to many different countries. You know, um, I worked there for close to a decade before moving on to CARICOM, which is a regional secretariat um, for development focused on the Caribbean countries and then to the World Bank. All that time supporting uh, demography, international development, poverty reduction, community-driven development from the data and technology side of things, using a lot of really rigorous statistical tools, Stata, SPSS, SPSS, and others, but obviously GIS, Geographic Information Systems, and other uh, common uh, technologies just across the plethora of, of the technology space which has constantly involved my thinking and approach to how technology should be used. And in the World Bank, I, I concluded my work after oh, close to a decade there in poverty reduction programs across East Asia and, and East Africa, and so far have now worked in close to 60 countries uh, on the ground and lived in a few of those at the same time. And that's taught me a lot about how uh, uh, marginalized populations absorb technology, but also can leverage it in different ways. So that's about me. The, the work I'm doing in MicroWallet is, is, is a stems from that. Um, it's focused on onboarding people to cryptocurrency and blockchain and trying to share and, and learn uh, together with that community, but also uh, provide a way to uh, allow that these marginalized populations largely um, to access this technology in simple ways. So I've focused on that and it's changed a bit uh, in the last few years with all the, the massive uh, change in dynamics of, of the blockchain and the tools and techniques people are using to do amazing things. 
someone's listening and we hear a lot about blockchain and cryptocurrency. What is something as a consumer that we don't know that we should know about that industry? Yeah, I think that I like to just um, make it as simple as possible because it gets complex really fast. The easiest way is that you, uh, you hold control of your creative work. And what I say by that, what I mean by that is that um, if you have a piece of digital art, it was the easiest analogy. You know, when you write an email, you're sending a copy of that email to somebody. Uh, that email is essentially a copy of something that has originally made and lives on your digital computer. Now, with blockchain, it allows you to, to attribute cryptography and a signature to that information and send that information as a whole package to someone else. So that email, for example, would go to you, Francis, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be the owner of that email. And you could authenticate ownership through this digital signature uh, presented by innovations in crypt cryptography today. So that's the real power of this. And it allows you to make these transactions between individuals without a middleman. And we do want to welcome our guests and people are listening. So if someone has a question that they'd like to ask, we will engage the audience. So feel free to let us know um, if you have a question. Um, so we will definitely um, get you in. So my question to you, Charles, is why micro wallet? Why should I use micro wallet? The goal of MicroWallet is to make it simple for people to absorb cryptocurrency in their everyday lives. So with MicroWallet, you can, you can purchase cryptocurrency, you can spend cryptocurrency, you can share cryptocurrency easily. And that's the goal, to, to allow a, a learning onboarding uh, ability for people that want to get into cryptocurrency. And... You can also go as far as to create your own website and, you know, say you have uh, garments to sell. You can take advantage of MicroWallet by uh, adding a cryptocurrency payment button on, say, a WordPress site or your own custom website. And that's entirely free and accessible to you on MicroWallet. And we try to make that process as easy as possible with little as pro as little programming as possible and we're working hard to to ensure that can happen um, so that's micro wallet and it's it's really uh, about just onboarding uh, new members uh, that aren't familiar with cryptocurrency and the reason it's micro wallet it's not meant to be a, a massive place an exchange like these huge uh, exchanges that exist today the, the idea of micro wallet is to allow the the kind of democratization of cryptocurrency to everybody so that it becomes easy and flawless to use in their daily life for purchasing digital items or physical items. Give us some information about Cryptocurrency 101. Yeah, it's, it's pretty simple actually it's less complex than, than what we hear about in the mainstream um, the way I, I 
again, I try to make it as simple as possible. And so my analogies aren't necessarily um, um, detailed as some people may, may like, but the blockchain allows you to make lists. It's a ledger. It's a ledger just like you have a notebook and people you know, per do some type of purchase, for example, and you write down what they purchase in that notebook. That's a, that ledger is just made digitally on the blockchain. So that's the blockchain. Now, when you start to attribute value to that, you can take the names, say, in that list and build tools for those people to use. Those people find those tools valuable and those tools become valuable in and of themselves. Sometimes it's just hype. People are interested in it's a flashy object and they purchase it. Sometimes it's, it's a valuable tool that helps them do their work better. Sometimes it's a video game that they like to play and get better and better at. And as they get better and better, their scores get higher and the value of, of that cryptocurrency becomes more expensive. So you use the blockchain, you build these tools against it. Sometimes people refer, you can, you can refer to some of these as say smart contracts. Those little smart contracts that people build become valuable in and of themselves. And the price of that blockchain cryptocurrency increases or decreases based on the interest from communities of those services. What was that aha moment that you knew your business was going to be successful? Well, I started off this, this endeavor, uh, and I'm not a, a blockchain expert. I, I started off MicroWallet as a hobby. It was a faucet. And what I mean by faucet, you know, you go online and you do regular tasks in your daily life and you come across an, a video and you watch that video or you come across an ad and, or you read through something, you know, those processes, uh, were monetized through ad networks. So what, what I was interested in is how, how do you, you know, allow all the people that are viewing certain types of information that advertisers want, how do you bring that value to the, to the users that are watching those ads? Now, faucets, what they are is they allow people to listen to a video, read an article, and they give you what's called Satoshi. Satoshi is a part of a Bitcoin. Now, this is before when I first uh, uh, worked and developed MicroWallet. It was focused on just allowing people to take those small amounts of Satoshis. Now this is, think of it as 0 0.000001 cent, you know, and people would acquire all these very small amounts of Satoshi, parts of a Bitcoin, through watching these little ads or doing a little task online. And there was nowhere for people to, say, cash out 25 cents worth of Satoshi. Now. 25 cents to some people is a lot of money or it can purchase something valuable um, and, and it can add to value that they may already have. So what I focused on was uh, building a system that could take 
thousands, hundreds or thousands of these small little transactions and transact them on the blockchain at a reduced cost because it's cheaper to transact, transact a bulk amount rather than one individual at a time. Just that's transaction meaning I have to sync it to the node on the blockchain and that cost me some Satoshi, meaning that cost me a little bit of Satoshi to do that. And instead of each individual doing that on their own, my microwallet system allowed them to use microwallet to pull in their Satoshi from these faucets, these little, little amounts of Bitcoin. They came into microwallet from these faucets, them doing certain tasks, and then they would cash out those little amounts and I would transact those on the blockchain for cheap uh, or reduced or even free. And so they could receive those funds, those little funds, without you know, losing half of it just from transacting on the blockchain. And so that grew over time. And after about 10,000 users, um, I realized that uh, I needed to change uh, the approach because uh, a lot of faucets were depreciating. They were... People were moving to the mainstream cryptocurrency world started to take place and I wanted to provide more services to my users that were demanding those new services. And that's how it evolved to today where it's a, it's a wallet, it's an ex exchange, it's a payment gateway and people can do more with it. So now all of these small users, which are largely again uh, from marginalized populations or uh, countries that are not, you know, uh, uh, highly developed, uh, but that's changing, uh, have now taken advantage and learned through the use of microwallets to do much more than to just use it as a faucet. So that's how it's evolved to today. And now we're looking at 35,000 users and I'm thinking of, of new ways and approaches to support those users and, and how, to, how to expand or contract to, to serve that community. Advice you wish you had followed? Oh, um, I almost wanted to immediately say anyone's, um, but advice I wish I had followed would, would, would certainly be um, don't get ahead of yourself. Um, and a more tactical, specific example is, um, you know, I, I, I procured a lot of technology uh, ahead of what I needed it. That wasn't really necessary. I procured services from others. And um, I should have thought that out longer. Uh, uh, it could have saved me time and resources. Uh, nevertheless, I learned, but certainly that's something and something that people have have uh, reminded reminded me of uh, to do you know the agile approach is is something to heed what problem exists in the world today that you'd like to solve well i i think part part of of that is represented in microwallet and the other work i do in the sense that I am trying to allow everyone to participate. And I believe that through increased participation comes 
a plethora of new and innovative creative thinking. And through that, the sky's the limit in terms of uh, a flourishing, prosperous, more sustainable world. And what can we do right now to support MicroWallet? The easiest is just to use it and give feedback. Um, um, test all the features. Let us know uh, what your interests are. Um, that's, that's, that's the simplest. Uh, I would urge everybody to take advantage of the developer tools. They're not, there's some simple plugins for WordPress and others that just allow you to, to use the, the payment gateway for free and, and test it. And for small businesses, it's, it's entirely uh, accessible. And we support free access for a, a massive number of transactions. So if you have a website, you can go and use it directly uh, and, and uh, access uh, different tools for accepting, paying, spending, exchanging cryptocurrencies. So if someone was interested in getting started in cryptocurrency, where would you tell them to start? How would they start investing? Well, right now, I would tell them to, uh, and what I tell all of my friends this, that are new to cryptocurrency. If you believe that cryptocurrency is going to increase in value, um, purchase a small amount and play around with it. And the, the purpose of MicroWallet is exactly that. We don't hold thousands of cryptocurrencies. We only hold five. So we hold the five main cryptocurrencies and the five main blockchains. Um, and, and so you can go to MicroWallet right now and buy a little bit of each cryptocurrency that's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Dogecoin. You can purchase those major blockchains right now and uh, you know, invest a little bit to start to get your feet wet in cryptocurrency world and, uh, and try to understand it. The, that's exactly the purpose of MicroWallet is just to onboard people. We're not trying to extend it to thousands of cryptocurrencies. It's meant for micro exchanges, small exchanges. And when I say that, you know, we're, we're really geared towards you know, less than $30,000 in use per person that's we're not geared towards uh, massive lending and uh, investing uh, purposes. It's used for exchanges. We want people to know how to use it, spend it, share it, derive value from it. And so we're really focused on just people getting into the cryptocurrency space and making purchases comfortable for them and getting them comfortable with how to exchange and interact with it. So are they actually going and exchanging money, yes. U.S. money for cryptocurrency? So so thanks for asking that. It helps me clarify. Um, you can go right now onto MicroWallet, log in, create an account, and purchase cryptocurrency directly. Uh, we're integrated with the largest and most safe 
cryptocurrency uh, um, purchase provider. It's called Simplex. Um, so when you log in and, and, and create an account in MicroWallet, it'll ask you, do you want to buy some cryptocurrency? You can purchase it right there. It goes in your wallet and you can move that anywhere you like. Uh, we charge no fees. And I think that's one of the features of MicroWallet that most people don't know. Uh, we charge no fees. Uh, we're trying to keep it that way, we're, and we want to to make it transparent that fees don't need to be charged if if uh, services don't uh, don't demand them from the business, and that's what we've tried to keep uh, up to now. So you can go on there, create an account, you purchase your uh, cryptocurrency. That cryptocurrency sits in your wallet, and you can send that cryptocurrency anywhere you like to make a purchase. Uh, on something to uh, do other exchanges on uh, different platforms and access other services on different platforms using your MicroWallet account. And your MicroWallet account is yours. You get your own uh, uh, wallet with your own public and private keys and you can create a merchant account for free get access to the merchant API, that merchant API or the merchant plugins and accept uh, cryptocurrency on your sites. So how do you guys make money? We make revenues from massive transactions from certain business partners that we have um, using MicroWallet. So we charge uh, 1% on, uh, a, 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 if you do a large number of transactions um, at the business level, uh, you will be charged 1% for withdrawals. So we have in our business tier, it's free for small businesses, but, but, but um, everyone gets a withdrawals fee charged when they withdraw their funds from MicroWallet until you, you know, at our enterprise level, our, our withdrawal free reduces. But you can go on our, our website. If you look at business, you'll see that we have three tiers of services we provide. Free, Pro, which is $99, and Enterprise, which is $399. Free, the free tier allows you to make 500 requests a month. So the simplest way to, to explain that would be someone buys 500, you know, your customers buy 500 pairs of shoes a month. We don't, uh, we, we don't charge anything for that service. The deposits are free. You can deposit as much as you want in there. The withdrawals, however, are 1%. Now that's for business. That's not for regular users, you as a personal user. That's just for business. For personal users, we don't charge anything. It's just for businesses. The next tier is Pro. That's 500, that's 50,000 requests a month. And that's $99. That's for unlimited deposits, unlimited withdrawals. No deposit fee and the withdrawal fee is 1%. So um, then you have your enterprise, which is, 500,000 requests a month. There's unlimited deposits, unlimited withdrawals, there's no deposit fee, and there's a withdrawal fee of 
0.5%. So we make a, 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 some revenue off of our business tier users. And we also make revenue in the exchange as well as the purchase of cryptocurrency, which is uh, also uh, 1%. So we're pretty transparent in um, our, our pricing. And we list all that in our uh, about and FAQs. So you can find out more. Um, some of the details I may not have exactly right here, but you can um, surely learn that. And we're happy to share any further information with anybody. So what is the one-year plan and the five-year plan for MicroWallet? Yeah, the one-year one plan is um, we're going to uh, uh, support our users and what they feel is valuable in MicroWallet. We've just started that process, and we're seeing a lot of kind of interesting feedback. Um, the one-year plan is to gather that feedback and, and, and try to figure out where MicroWallet can fit amongst the hundreds of wallets that are out there. You know, we don't pretend to be super special and unique. There's so many wallets out there. Uh, we just want to be honest and transparent, and that's our goal. So what we want to do is support our users um, in, in what they feel the direction of microwallet should be, and in doing so, we've, we've reached out to uh, a, a number of our power users uh, several thousand and have sought feedback on the different approaches that they're interested in uh, in terms of micro wallet um, and we're going to be changing and adapting uh, features to support that we're going to be coming out with things like a mobile app we're looking at an airdrop which is you know people can receive a micro wallet token of sorts um, for membership and they can use that for specific things so purchasing things or reducing fees or we're looking at these different options and we're hearing that feedback from our users and that's our one-year plan our five-year plan is uh, really focused on uh, using the platform to allow all of those people that use it now which are you know largely marginalized populations Allowing those users to that are are pretty technical, you know, and in using their technical skills, how can we allow them to become even stronger within that skill set? So what I mean by that is what we're planning to do is tap into all those users and try to allow them to be more creative with the use of cryptocurrency and the blockchain. What I mean by creative, we've we've now started a, a separate effort called Moomba, and and that's focused on the creator side of the blockchain. And what we plan to do is is uh, educate our users on the creative capabilities of the blockchain and bring those users to to that space. What that space looks like, I can't say right now, but we've been working on that, and it's an exciting space to be in. Um, it does have to do with a, a number of things, buzzwords like the metaverse, NFTs, and those types of, of applications and tools and, and technologies uh, that are related. But we're, we're building different platforms for our micro wallet community. And we wanna 
essentially tap into their creative creative capabilities that they already have that they're already technically savvy to take advantage of and and i think that's the exciting part well we'll definitely have to have a um offline conversation about that um i really like to hear more about that and i know it's in development so yeah we'll have to have a brainstorming session around that the creative space absolutely Bill- absolutely we do have uh, a name we're using it's called moomba uh and it, it, it stands for uh creator in swahili um but yes i'm happy to talk about that which we'll have some events coming up this year actually on that uh we're going to be attending the nft.nyc event that's in in june and we have some activities during new york fashion week as well as some of the other uh, metaverse uh fashion weeks and so moomba is 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 actually rolling it's just not uh integrated into the strategy of micro wallet yet which we're which we're working on now well, we want to pause to see if there's anyone in the audience that have a question. And if not, we'll just keep moving, but let us know. Fill in the blank, Charles. Thank you, pandemic, because. It's allowed me to spend much more time with my family. What is your superpower? or your zone of genius? I think uh, my zone of genius would be geographic thinking. Why is what where and why is it there? Ability to to comprehend that in all the locations I've been to and uh, apply that thinking to solving very difficult problems. What is your weakness as an entrepreneur? I think um, I, cert- I certainly think that my weakness would be uh, the deriving the, the core business value. Uh, monetization has always been a challenge uh, just because I have uh, ideas and, and tend to want to solve the problem but not necessarily figure out a sustainable way to maintain things from the business side uh, or realize the opportunity from the business side. Talk about legacy. When it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered? Well, I'd like to be remembered as someone that strived to understand our world in a way that promotes diverse thinking. And the way I rationalize that approach is looking at nature and thinking to myself, nature thrives in diversity, so why wouldn't we? And thinking that allows me to envision a world unknown if that were to happen. That's just a beautiful thing. 
what is the best decision you've made as a leader? The best decision I've made as a leader? Well, a decision would probably be a good answer. <laughs> but um, uh, Absolutely. Best... <laughs> um, I think that persistence uh, uh, and execution um, through a uh, long uh, driven mandates um, um, in the programs I've worked on has been uh, a decision has been a decision in the sense that uh, I've executed those things you know the easy oh, for example a census you know um, a census in areas that are difficult to access say locations um, a lot of people uh, you have to have a certain stomach for these situations. And I think the decisions early on in my life uh, to take that risk uh, and stick with that decision uh, uh, were certainly of merit to that. What do you need, Charles, right now that you don't have to move the needle forward? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that most black entrepreneurs need funding. I'm not going to mince words there. Um, you know, micro wallets been started out as a hobby. It's, it's been growing. Um, it's scaling. Um, and, uh, it's difficult for me to, um, find resources and, and funding that don't give away the shop that don't give away my vision and interest in it. Um, so, uh, that's just with micro wallet as an example. So I think re, you know, re, funding is always hard, uh, and trying to find avenues for that, uh, have been, have been a challenge. Um, I think that that's definitely a number one. And when I talk to, to, it, you know, there's a lot of the other comments I would say are, are access to, to discuss that with people, you know, access to discuss that with, uh, other entrepreneurs that are that find value in what I'm doing. Who else is interested in, you know, a wallet and and even the African American community? How can I how can I educate them that there is someone in this community that does have uh, a business such as this? And I think that you're demonstrating that, Francis, here. But um, those are difficult things, and I think that we all, as Black entrepreneurs, have have a hard time with that even being put front, put in front of funders uh, or people that uh, can can support. So are you looking for venture capitalist funding or are you looking for um, other other types of funding? I'm looking I'm open um, with with uh, both of those. You know, I am still finding my way with MicroWallet. Um but I'm open to both of those, and I don't have a, a, a specific ask. Uh, it's it's really about um, how to scale appropriately, and uh, learning from others, and trying to do that in a wise way that benefits the users, doesn't you know uh, uh, disenfranchise those users that I've spent hard time to educate and onboard. Um, 
and, and takes advantage of their talents, as I mentioned uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll have a conversation. I'll send you an email when we conclude because I have um, two people that I'd like to introduce you to to see if they could um, be assistance to you. And I'll make a note to myself who they are and um, and I'll send you an email. My job with, with you and them is to be as, a, as transparent as I can on where I am with all of my, my work that that is of interest and for people to be so overly informed about uh, these things so they can make the right decisions. Absolutely. Charles, the word is listening. What is that resounding sound or message that your generation is saying that we should be listening to? I think that that immediately tells me, you know, uh, uh, what comes to mind when you ask me that question is solitude. I think in in a world where we have access to so much information and things are are approaching us at light speeds, even faster in some instances, it seems, uh, our ability to be quiet and think and have that necessary solitude to 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 gather one's thoughts is is really uh, uh, is being is a is people are yelling for that, so to speak. Talk about mental health and managing your business. Oh, the first thing I'd say is. Don't overstretch yourself. Don't invest all your resources into something so that you're having a difficult time living. I mean, that's just a simple adage, but it's it's a extremely important uh, um, point. You know, keep within your means. Don't overextend yourself. You may have a great idea. Take your time. There is no reason to rush. Do it right. Um, I think that that is a number one for for most everybody to to not overextend oneself uh, and do things carefully. What is the best advice that you were ever given? The best advice I was ever given would would certainly be, uh, it's, it's of course the, the typical, uh, uh, I would say, uh, son's response to this would be uh, my mom. You know, that advice is be quiet in your thought, and things will come. Is there a social cause that is tied to your business? Absolutely, uh, and that's the, that social cause is 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 again. Uh, we're a you social species. We like to 
interact with each other. We thrive on that. An example of a eusocial species would be ants. We're very similar to ants. And so um, the cause of MicroWallet and all the work I'm doing, whether it's my business or whether it's in my development work, um, my everyday work on uh, uh, poverty reduction and international development, is to create a more diverse world where everyone can thrive as most all systems thrive in diversity we can too and that is the core root of my interest in uh and social cause and stemming back to family you know uh, um in my family a lot of attribution uh is related to that people need to be attributed credit for their work they need to know that their creativity is rewarded. And the way to do that is to tap into that creativity, create systems that do reward them. Blockchain is a technology that can allow some of that to happen through uh, attributing value to people's work. And if we can do that more in a significant increased capacity, that diverse thinking will come out and we'll be introduced to a world we do not understand yet. Uh, that's my belief uh, uh, and my cause uh, behind a lot of the work that I've done. Let's take a look, a snapshot of the last, you could do the last 30 days or you could do the last year. What was your biggest win? Oh, um, the, the biggest win for me would be the what's called SDG Data Alliance. Um, it's, a, it's a group that's of countries that have come together to realize that sustainable development and the goals of sustainable development need to be reached. All of these countries are marginalized countries, are what's called IDA countries. They're least developed countries, and they have come together and realized that they want to achieve what's called the Sustainable Development Goals. I've helped uh, broker an initiative that supports 18 different developing countries in monitoring reporting their Sustainable Development Goals up to 2030. And they're going to be reporting these, these, the progress on these 17 goals uh, through what's called the SDG Data Alliance work where they can show progress on each of these through data and technology, policy, and uh, uh, capacity building support by a number of different, uh, both funders and uh, professionals from the private sector, public sector, nonprofits. Um, it's just an extremely exciting initiative. So it's the SDG Data Alliance. And how do you celebrate your wins? Oh, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Moving on to the next one or executing against uh, uh, something that's been achieved. But um, in general, uh, it's it's uh, celebrating with family and, and friends and 
Um, that could mean uh, a number of different ways. Raising a glass, dinner, or appreciation of one or, or many. If you conducted this interview, what is the one question, Charles, you would have asked yourself? I want you to ask the question and answer it. (laughs) Um, Why has it taken me so long to, to start a business of my own? Um, I think that uh, my answer would be uh, I needed to instill confidence to to do this and uh, understand that uh, that that through uh, uh, risks come opportunity and new ideas. So having the ability to to do that earlier on in life would have been uh, probably uh, it seemed it could be uh, more exciting. Uh, nevertheless, I'm having a good time now. <laughs> there are so many brands and businesses are dominating. Talk about a brand or a business that's dominating that you admire and why. A brand or business that's dominating that I admire. Um, yeah. That's a good question. Well, there's there's one that no one would be familiar with, but um, they're doing interesting interesting things. It's called uh, uh, Arch and Hook, and I I I heard about this uh, through some initiatives. Uh, but what they do is recycle. Uh, they make recycled clothes clothes hangers and they take debris from the ocean and make clothes hangers out of them um now i have multiple i could have multiple examples of sustainable uh you know uh, approaches to products but the the interesting thing about it is that it's it's simple you know you take ocean waste plastics and you make clothes hangers out of them. I think it's just kind of genius and simple and and easy to absorb and understand for anyone. And they're highly successful. (laughs) Yeah, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. We've come to the part of our interview. It's called Rapid Round of Fun. And I'm going to give you a series of questions, and I'd like you to give me very quick answers. If there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Are you ready for the rapid round of fun? I'm ready as as much as I can be, Francis. Okay. Your favorite color? Green. Your favorite holiday? Halloween. Your ideal car? Don't have one. Your first job? Flower shop. The last movie you saw? Murder in. You Um, relax doing what? Reading. 
your favorite singer or rapper? Ooh, that's a hard one. I'd off the cuff would say uh, Jimi Hendrix. What your favorite dance song? <laughs> um, yeah, oh, there's so many. That's a tricky one. I'll just uh, I'll just say Purple Haze because I said Jimi Hendrix. What food you eat every week, no matter what? <laughs> Something with pesto in it. Your favorite month? September. Workout or hit the couch? Workout. Charles Brigham, thank you so much for joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Podcast. Before we let you go, why don't you share with our audience the best way for them to connect with you and to do business with you and feel free to leave all your social media handles. Sure. The easiest way is just to contact me at MicroWallet, uh, charles at microwallet.co or Moomba, charles at Moomba, M-U-U-M-B-A, dot com. So, microwallet, charles at microwallet.co or charles at moomba.com. Thank you, Charles. That's a wrap. Thank you, Francis. Have a wonderful day and evening. Appreciate you. Take care. And thanks, Chris, for joining. We appreciate you.